Hello and welcome to the One Smart Cookie podcast hosted by the Office of Women's Development at Azusa Pacific University. My name is Rachel Leong and I am the graduate assistant this year and will be hosting this podcast. We are so excited to introduce One Smart Cookie in podcast form so that you can listen to us in your own time or re-listen if you attended the live Zoom recording. One Smart Cookie is a bi-weekly conversation where we invite One Smart Cookie from our campus to share with us on our theme for the year. This is open to all students, faculty, and staff to attend. One Smart Cookie exists to foster a community of academia where intelligent discussion is encouraged and where challenging topics are discussed from new perspectives. This year, we are focusing on the theme of wholeness. We hope to explore what it means for women and others to pursue wholeness physically, mentally, and spiritually. So thank you so much for listening. So today we have an amazing panel from Residence Life, a couple of graduate resident directors, and I'm actually going to let them introduce themselves so they can share whatever they would like to share. Um, so if one of you would like to start, go ahead. My name is Jasmine. I am a second year graduate student getting my master's in college counseling and student development, um, and I'll just pass it to Katie. Hey, hello, my name is Katie and I'm a first year in the College and Counseling and Student Development program and obviously I'm a graduate residence director as well. Hi everyone, my name is Ella and I'm also in the College Counseling and Student Development program in my first year also serving in residence life. Awesome, so thank you all so much for joining us. Uh, this is also a couple of my friends, so I thought I would let you know. We are going to talk today about the concept of wholeness and home, especially having to do with residence life. So I'm gonna start off with the first question that I've asked most of our speakers. And so the first one is, what does wholeness mean to you? And what does it mean in your context of residence life? So feel free to popcorn in and answer the question as you feel comfortable. Yeah, I will. Take this question first. I think when I think of wholeness and myself as an individual, I think maybe controversially, I think of my broken self and how wholeness needs to include that. And just like the fullness includes the brokenness. And I need that to be whole because we're only whole when we include it all, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. But when I think of wholeness um, in the context of residence life and community in general, because residence life is this place where we're fostering community, um, I think of creating spaces that allow um, for celebrating of diversity, for celebrating differentness, newness, you know, everything, um, but also for celebrating creating spaces to allow us to be broken and honest and vulnerable in that because I think that really echoes the wholeness in us individually. Yeah, I think similar to Katie also, wholeness has just been a journey in itself for me personally. I think the word that comes to mind has been the word embrace and that's the word that has just been pressing in my heart this past year. And I think that really means choosing to embrace like all aspects of who I am from like my personality to my context to my race, my gender, and not only choosing to accept that, but fully live that out and embrace it um, and be proud of it. And so I think wholeness for me has been not only like tapping into the state of being whole, but also like enjoying the process and accepting the process um, and loving myself through that process too. In residence life, I, I mainly thought of our university passage, Romans 12, this year of just acknowledging that, you know, we have so many 
different students um, coming from different contexts and many members and functions in the body of Christ and how are we as residents life truly honoring and seeing the different intersectionalities of the student and um, kind of like what Katie was saying, celebrating those and walking alongside students in those parts of who they are. So yeah, I think that's something that has been on my heart lately. I echo all of what they've just said. I think when I think about wholeness, I thought of, in a sense, all of me. And I think a word that really touched me when I was like, kind of going through a process process for myself was redeemed and realizing like every up and down I've had in my life is part of who I am and accepting like that's my story and fully saying like this is just who I am and this is who God has made me to be and so how is my faith also playing a role in all the aspects of my life and looking at that and I think in the context of residence life it's a lot of community and I think being content where I am whether that's Maybe I'm not where I want to be, but I'm finding the joy in that. And that's where God has put me in this moment. And I think in my last few years of residence life, there's been a lot of ups and downs with that, um, just with COVID and all of the things. And I think in that, I was, in a sense, the word that my staff has used this year is uprooted to flourish is our phrase. And it's because the living area I am in was taken all these people who were supposed to be in different places and put them in one space. And so I think finding ourselves in that and finding who God has made us to be in that space together has been a big part. I really appreciate all that you're saying. I think a concept that I I think I really pulled from all of that is to to find wholeness within yourself is almost finding, um, you know, finding home within yourself, who you are, like Ella was saying, the intersectionalities of your race and your gender and home is a big part of feeling whole. And so you as resident directors are really important people to help students feel whole, to help students feel at home. Um, And so that leads me to my next question. Uh, Where is home for you personally? And what does home mean? So I know that home can mean different things for different people. I know that I personally have a difficult time with the word home because I've moved a lot of places. So it's not necessarily a house. It's not necessarily a state and a location. So I'd love to hear from you, where is home for you and what does home exactly mean? Home for me is Greenville, Illinois. Um, I, yeah, I've also moved a little bit, not as much as Rachel. Um, but I think for me, home, when I think home, I think of where the bulk of my family is. And for me, that's for the bulk of my family. It is, that's also where I've spent most of my life. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think home has been also kind of a more interesting subject for me because I also have moved quite a bit, but I'm something I'm recently learning about myself is I'm learning that home isn't necessarily where I am physically, but it's like the moments that have brought me to this point and the, just um, the journey that has led me to where I am. So I, I also think about um, just way back in like my ancestors and my grandparents and my parents, especially in light of everything that's happening within the Asian community. This is something I've just been really reflecting on of um, just looking back at the story and the narrative that my my grandparents, my teachers and my titas and my parents have laid out for me in order for me to have the security in the home that I have and to have the education that I have. Um, 
but with that too, it's so that I can actually pour into my physical home now. And I think for me, it's just been looking back and using contact as a way to guide me in my physical home today. I would say I don't really have like a location. I have moved a few times in my life. And so the way that I explain it to a lot of people is I have moved from LA to San Diego, to Mexico, to Santa Barbara, now back in LA. Um, And so I say that I think home for me is like where I've made families in each of those locations where I know I can go back to any of those cities and know I have a place to say, I have people who love me and I feel safe and I feel, okay, this is a place where I can be authentically myself with zero fear of judgment. And I can be honest in those spaces. And so I think for me, that's been home is like wherever I know there are people I love and I'm surrounded by that and welcomed with open arms. Thank you. I think I appreciate the difference in your answers, each of you, that it holds something different for you, whatever is most salient to you at the time. Um, So I'm going to go a little bit deeper on that question of what does home mean? What makes something or somewhere home for you? What are the different aspects? Either maybe it's people, maybe there is, you know, a feeling of safety, maybe it's a feeling of belonging or comfortability, or maybe all of those things. Um, In your experience so far, and especially having moved, going to undergrad or going to grad school, so what are those things that make something or somewhere home? Yeah, I think, yeah, what makes some, something or somewhere home, I think is, I think it is a feeling. I think it's an experience of love in a place. So thinking about, um, yeah, here I am at um, in Azusa. What makes Azusa home for me? It's the love I have with my friends here. You know, the love I have of exploring the mountains and, you know, driving to the ocean. I've never been able to do that before. It's the love of my job. I love it. The program, the love of learning that is taking place. Um, I think you can find that along your life. Like where are places where I've experienced love? Maybe it wasn't the best, maybe home situation or even the best, um, the best place for you to be at the time. But I think there oftentimes is a lot of love within that certain things. Maybe it's just my favorite. This place is home to me because the smoothie shop next door, I loved it so much. And that created a home for me. Um, So I think, I think home is where you're experiencing love. I 100% agree with Katie is like, it's this feeling. And I think the best way I've ever been able to explain it to anybody is like, and I felt it when I left my undergrad and had to move to start a new job was it was like this feeling of like, oh, I value safety and security in my life. Like it's just one of the essentials I think for everybody. Um, but it's definitely a big thing for me and it's where I feel safe and secure. And I remember I was leaving and I just felt like all this sadness hit that I was leaving people. I love the places I knew the memories that yes, I, that I will carry with me for the rest of my life, but it's like, Oh, I created a community around me, a support system around me and surrounded by people I love and who love me back. And so it's this feeling of safety, security, and love all built in one where you're welcome to grow as a person and ask hard questions and laugh and cry and be upset and know that at the end of the day, like that is your home and like that is okay to do that in that space. I feel like I don't have much to add. They pretty much covered it, Katie and Jasmine did. Um, I think maybe just something to add to is home for me is truly just synonymous to community. Um, And it's being able to ask for 
security and safety from your community and feel like you have permission to do that. Um, and also just that sense of empowerment from the people around you. I think empowering others and the community that you are part of truly makes a home so safe and sound for, for me personally. So, yeah. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about the ways that home can feel really safe and feel like a place of love and belonging. But obviously we all go through moments when we don't have that. And it's really, really, really hard. And for the reality is for a lot of the students coming into undergrad or coming into grad school is they might not feel at home or especially at the very beginning, they might not feel at home yet. In what ways have you been able to see in yourself the moments when you don't feel at home, when you don't feel safe in a place that is maybe supposed to be home? And how have you also seen that in students that you've interacted with or maybe even peers? What do you do in those moments? How have you kind of reacted to that? I have a thought. And so I'm just going to say the thought and we'll see if I answer the whole question or not. I would say a big part for me in home, I think especially when I went to undergrad and when I came to APU for grad school, it's almost this feeling, it doesn't feel like home in the sense of like, I think at the very beginning, I kind of had to fake it of like, I'm happy and I live this perfect life, especially Um, and I think everyone's experience is so different, but I went to private Christian schools. And so I felt like my faith needed to be perfect and I had to have everything in order and it didn't feel like I could make a mistake for a really long time. And I felt that feeling of home when I finally was able to cry and admit like I need help, um, and it, and reach out to an RD, to a friend, to a mentor, to a supervisor and say, I need help, um, And so once that happened, I started to feel a sense of home of saying, like, I can't do it alone. Um, And, you know, the simple things that made it feel more like home was having meals with friends often and doing homework with friends um, were a lot of the things. And I think when I working in residence life for the last two years, and this is, I think, more noticeable in COVID and working in residence life is there's a lot of isolation. And so I think it makes it harder to establish that home feeling because you're not just having meals with your friends in a cafeteria or outside, and you're not just doing homework in a library. Um, And I think there's this fear almost in a sense of saying, I'm not okay, but it's COVID. We're all struggling. I think to be open and honest about that, I think has been one of the hardest things I've seen in residence life is like how who do you go to? How do you do that? Um, especially when you've been isolated living on campus throughout it. Yeah, um, I think for me, when that, I guess, security in my feeling of home has been robbed, I also, I feel like this is something I've seen in residence too. Um, it's just that feeling where every part of who you are isn't being like seen and recognized and every part of your identity isn't being honored in a light that you'd want it to be. And so I just think about with residents, um, people who aren't in the majority culture of APU, um, like specifically maybe like atheist students or international students, how are we tangibly making sure that they're, they have a seat at the table? And I think for me, something that has been helpful in undergrad, I felt very kind of isolated in some areas with my own identity. It really is just tapping in to communities that can be like, hey, like me too. 
um, I heard like some of the most important words you can tell someone is me too. And I feel like that's so true. Like just that idea that someone feels your pain and may not understand like the depth of it, but they can walk alongside you and um, hear your story from start to finish has been really helpful for me. When I think of my own experience, especially in undergrad coming in, not knowing anybody going to college and what helped to create the community and what maybe made it more difficult. So I, th- I think the, the forming thing is the idea of vulnerability and that, first of all, you as yourself coming in saying, okay, I, I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to be myself. I'm going to carry my brokenness with me and all who I am. And then also being accepting of that from other people and then willing to share that yourself, if that makes sense. So um, I think when you are vulnerable, it helps other people realize like, oh, they're not perfect. They're messing up. You know, like I can do that too. I can be myself. I can mess up. I can share these things with you um, because I'm watching you do it and you're not afraid to do it. Yeah. So I think, I think when people are like, I know Jasmine mentioned this, like the feeling of having to show a perfect faith or being this perfect, you know, person at this job or something like that. When you, when you do that, I think it can stunt communities growth because, because people don't, think they need, you need to grow because you're at this point where people don't know how to share and move forward because um, they're sensing this like perfection that's already there and that's hard to break past without vulnerability. So I think that is a very important part to creating this wholeness in home. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I resonate with pretty much all that you all said. I think what's really salient about what you all were talking about I mean, residence life is all about community and creating community. And Jasmine, like you're saying, that's really hard to do right now because it's not, it doesn't look the same. I really love food. So the way that I created community was cooking for people, was eating with people. And you can't really do that necessarily. And then especially in the spaces that you're in with residence life on campus, that's really not something that the places where you got to build community, where you got to have those check-in points with people and, you know, restore that mental health was in cafeteria cafeterias, you know, eating lunch outside, those kinds of things. And vulnerability, like all of those things are really important for community to grow. And I think also, Ella, what you're talking about with being able to find the groups where you can say me too, I also feel that way. I think that's why in our program, we talk so much about sense of belonging and in getting involved in something helps with creating that sense of belonging. And so that's like clubs, that's being a part of a leadership. Those are parts of how you can feel that sense of belonging when you don't necessarily have that home yet. Because just because you, you get involved doesn't mean you automatically find home, but it definitely helps with helping create that you know, I'm a part of something. So once you can get involved in something, it helps you feel like there's stake in it. It helps you feel like you're important and that you're needed. And so that really helps, I I think, with feeling a sense of home and feeling like, you know, being a student is a little bit easier. But I have a question specifically in relation to the times that we're in right now in your jobs. So I've talked to you a little bit about it personally, but how have you been able to help create community for the students, for your staff members as RAs, and um, how have you kind of seen it work well or work not so well? There's a lot. There's a lot of trial and error in learning how you create community in the time that we're in now. And I think something I've seen work is 
honestly like the knock at their door dropping something off for them because it's like we still see you we know that we can't gather in a space and you know that's not fun and it for being honest it really sucks because that's the whole reason so many students want to live on campus is to gather in that space together and so it's the showing up and sending a personal note it's saying hey I'm dropping off a snack or something prepackaged at your door. Sometimes it's honestly just acknowledging that it's hard. It's reaching out, whether that's through a text, through a Slack, through an email saying it's hard. And I think with my personal like RA staff, it's been the vulnerability piece of being honest when, yes, I'm a grad student and yes, I'm a professional staff member, but I struggle too. And it's not easy being isolated, living alone. And so I think those are things that I've seen that have helped build the community of showing like you are not alone and our doors are still open, even though it's online of like, we're still here for you and showing that we're still here for you. I think what's been hard is just like, if you do want to do something online, like a Zoom movie night, it's a lot harder for people to show up. And so sometimes that can be discouraging when you're trying to build community. To continue listening, check out part two.